1170 KTTH here, and producer Greg is uh, lazy, doesn't care about work, so he's on vacation. Um, and the producer Brady is in for Greg. Uh, I, I'm lazy, I don't care about work, so I'm out next week. So, uh, thanks for being here, Brady. No problem. You guys just taking turns on taking weeks off? Yeah. Yeah, we're both, we're co-vacationing uh, next week. I mean, I'm on vacation, he's on vacation wherever, wherever he is. Uh, well, a uh, big homestand by the Mariners uh, kicking off uh, tonight. Uh, I, I shouldn't mix uh, sports metaphors now. Anyway, starting tonight. But uh, I don't know why, but I thought it was like, I thought MLB was showing a replay game or something. Now, the Astros are coming off oh, two winning games in a doubleheader yesterday against the really crappy Yankees. What could be one of the best baseball teams fielded in the past fifty years got got beaten twice by the uh, the Astros last night. So, however, there's a lot of hope that they'll be really tired for the plane ride today. I guess um, I don't I don't know if the Mariners win tonight they'll they'll tie the franchise win record at fifth at fifteen. Yeah, that is correct. Set back in two thousand and one. If they win, will will the Astros mail it in? We'll uh, we'll see. They haven't named a starting pitcher because of because uh, they were because they were so so tired winning uh, last night. But anyway, the the Yankees fall to the Astros in uh, Game One, three to two, and then uh, they fall to the Astros in Game Two, uh, seven seven to five. So the Astros seem to be on a bit of a streak. Uh, doesn't doesn't bode well tonight. Tonight's game apparently is the first. First total sellout this season, I guess. Uh, anyway, int- interesting. Um, <clears throat> best of luck, local sports franchise. Um, we'll uh, we'll be uh, rooting rooting for you um, on that one. Uh, yeah, Ukraine grain deal. Uh, the, it turns out that what what uh, President Erdogan of Turkey was meeting in Tehran with uh, with with Putin was that he was sort of a middleman. Uh, uh, for Ukraine because the Russians have been blockading Ukrainian grain from leaving uh, the Black Sea, getting out of the port, leading, uh, leaving the Black Sea and going to like feed people and stuff. Uh, and so that, that deal is going to be signed in uh, Istanbul, uh, apparently in a few minutes, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that. It's late July. Um, food has a Food is not exactly a just-in-time thing, like silicon chips or, or whatever, but uh, more on that a little uh, later on. Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, if, if you think, it, we're, we're at around uh, 26 homicides in Seattle. Seattle is uh, a, a round number, 740,000 population. Um, just a few neighborhoods of Tacoma are, are at like 25 and counting. Um, and, uh, so, you know, as, as I've said, it's, it's pretty homicidey. Um, it, uh, back in the, at the end of the first quarter, uh, Seattle's grim milestone was at 13. And so we're now halfway through the year. We're, we're at about, you know, 13 homicides, uh, every, every three months or so in Seattle. I say we, I don't live in Seattle and I haven't killed anybody that you can prove. Um, and so. Let me tell you about the West Coast's biggest homicide crap hole. That'd be Portland. This is, I, I, I mean, I lived in Portland in the past. Portland has this attitude. It has this real, 
underdog complex in regards to Seattle. That, well, everything that's bad about Seattle, we don't have. And everything that's good about Seattle, we have anyway. And it's cooler. And we have the NBA and, you know, and all that. Um, Portland, 100,000 in population less than Seattle. 52 homicides so far this year. Unprecedented gun violence. And, and it's overwhelmingly uh, gun violence. The half-wit mayor of Portland, Ted Wheeler, just declared a state of emergency due to historic levels of gun violence uh, yesterday. Because um, my my varmint and I were going to uh, spend some time in Portland on our way out to the uh, Oregon coast. I didn't. Uh, last time we been to, we, we we were there. I, I didn't know that they were at forty and counting, like back in May. And it's it's gang gun violence. And so the the mayor of Portland has come up with this idiotic plan about, um, you know, getting getting to the poor to, to the poor Utes, uh, to the miscreants, and having them put the gun down, um, put the gun down before they make a mistake. And uh, this is one of the things that they've uh, identified down there. Uh, this is this is a group that's going to get three million, uh, primarily ex gang members. Which and they're going to try to get ex gang members in their forties to talk to seventeen year olds. You know, I if you're a parent, you know exactly what a waste of time that is. Um, anyway, they want the they also want. Believe it or not, in Portland, they're discovering exactly what we discovered in Seattle, uh, or what 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 many people are discovering maybe this morning when you go out to your car and the window's broken or whatever. If you live in the city of Seattle, and that is if you demonize the police and you fail to handcuff them to their car or dig a moat, they'll leave. And what happens after they leave? Uh, oh, about two years later, uh, record spike in homicides. Anyway, um, now all of a sudden Portland loves police, can't get enough police. Uh, they want the city to allow police to compile a, quote, VIP. That would be violent impact player list to identify so-called, quote, serial trigger pullers, close quote, for intervention and uh, enhanced attention. What they're discovering in Portland is is what uh, South Hill uh, Tacoma PD is discovering, that that y- you have a handful of minors with guns who the different laws apply to, and um, they're committing many, many of the uh, homicides. And, and also, by the way... Um, uh, just like Seattle, just like Tacoma, uh, most shootings occur. Uh, oh, by the way, in t- 2021 in in Portland, there were 1,327 shootings. Um, at, at that was 2021. Uh, this year, 729 shootings, and that is any time uh, police are called for service for a, a suspected weapon discharge. Out of that, 52 homicides. Most shootings slash homicides occur Thursday through Sunday between the hours of 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. And and that that pattern holds up right here. Um, if, if chances are, if you're gonna be homicided in Seattle or Tacoma, it's gonna happen sometime around 1 a.m. this morning, Friday morning, Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, through Sunday night to Monday morning at 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Uh, or so. Overwhelmingly, and uh, that. And by the way, that includes homeless encampments, and it includes which is the primary homicide victim in Seattle 
uh, is, is homeless on homeless. Down in Tacoma, it's a gang on other person, gangster on other person. But overwhelmingly, they happen on the weekends. So because everybody's working for the weekend. So uh, anyway, that's that's the status of the of the West Coast um, from the uh, from uh, from Ashland North. Um, not, not a heck of a lot better south, but it, it, it it's funny how <clears throat> um, the demonization of police that happened in Seattle was paralleled in Portland. Didn't happen in Spokane. Believe it or not, didn't even happen in L.A. Um, it's been an ongoing elected official versus police in San Francisco. So, so that's sort of the, the level that, that that's at. But uh, of the cities that went out of their way to tell police, F you, you're the problem, they got what they wished for. They got no police and now record homicides. I heard a crazy story about half an hour ago. In Minneapolis, where they were, they, they, the city council, or there was some measure to actually eliminate the police department. And that is where, of course, you know, George Floyd, the video, eight minute video, da 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 da. So they eliminated their, their police department. Guess what? Violent crime and property crime through the roof so badly that some neighborhoods now are starting GoFundMe's to hire off-duty police to specifically patrol their neighborhoods. That, that's where they're at. They're crowdfunding law enforcement. It, it's almost as if we're recreating why police departments were formed in the first place. It's the weirdest thing. Um, well, since uh, I'm good for the week, uh, we'll check, uh, check your traffic here in just a second. Uh, we'll check your texture at the bottom of the hour, 800-465-8770. <clears throat> uh, I thought I would reset some of the sound uh, over the last couple months, and uh, and you know, if you don't know why we refer to children as varmints, it's because, well, that's what Republicans do, or so I was told. I'll, I'll replay um, that clip from from May on MSNBC, because it's funny here on the West Coast. This is what they think of you. They think you're asleep, not watching, but that's my job, is to get up early and hear this crap. Uh, all right, you varmints, we'll be back in a second. AM 770 KTTH, let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. AM 770 KTTH, Brian Suits here. And uh, so I'm, I'm taking a car in for mandatory service. And and I, I'm looking at, you know, next week and they said, oh, yeah, we're fine. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we can take care of it. And I said, oh, great. So, uh, you know, drop it off, uh, you know, Wednesday night and then drop the key in there. And the the appointment person said, no, we don't. We haven't done that in a couple of years. And I went, why? And and, and, and she said, my advice to you is, she said, we shut the gar- the garage at 5.30. She said, get here by 5. You'll park your car inside. If your car is parked outside. And this is a place, it's it's literally, eh, okay, an arrow, but not a stone. Um, <clears throat> it, 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 it's right across the fence from the McCord Air Force Base. And, and she said, no, no, we don't park any cars outside around here in this neighborhood. They go in inside, and we have a live human being here called a security guard, um, and uh, and I should have known. And it's the uh, it, it it was uh, it, it was uh, that neighborhood. It's a very murdery neighborhood, homicidey neighborhood, and and it sucks because these are businesses that have been there for 
decades. And, they, they, you know, that's how they have to modify their, their service because they, right now in, in 2022, it's pretty homicide-y. Um, uh, all right. This is uh, the president is resting peacefully. The the vaccinated, double-boosted uh, president. And remember, you know, he made a big virtue signal about getting the Moderna, which is the two shot. So he's got four shots. And and and, and this is this is a guy who I'm, I'm not going to burn him uh, with, with the, the clip of him pleading last year that you should all get the shot. That way you won't get the covid. I don't think he really understood how vaccinations work. They 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 prepare your body so that if you you are infected with smallpox uh, or whatever, your body will fight it off. And and so anyway, he's got four shots. So the list of people who who uh, have COVID symptoms uh, from from him down to Kamala down to Dr. Fauci it's it's a it's a long one. And and I mean I got to say in 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 all fairness. The educated ones, like Fauci, they've never said get vaccinated and you won't get COVID. They've they've never said that because they understand uh, how they work. Uh, people who are like PhDs in social justice health, um, they were the ones, you know, per, you know, pimping that uh, view. Anyway, I thought it was a great time to replay the hilarious stand-up comic. Uh, John, you know, Brady. You know John Mulvaney. I know the name. Yeah, he's he was a writer on SNL. He's he's hosted it. Very very funny guy. Super funny guy. He doesn't work blue. He doesn't swear in his act, but he's super funny. But it, it turns out to be a raging druggie. So he's he's a uh, he's in a period of uh, of rehab and and recovery. It's just really weird. Anyway, he does a great Joe Biden. And this is in in early 2020, right after Biden won the South Carolina. Uh, primary. They they SNL did a cold open where they had Larry David as Bernie Sanders, which is this. They should just keep him on there as that character because he's just great. But anyway, John John Mulvaney as Joe Biden talking about the China cough. Guess who just kicked butt in South Cracker Barrel? <laughs> Joe Biden, you look different. Yeah, the surgery is starting to settle. Now listen, folks. If we want to fight China cough, we got to be smart. We got to make sure to get new teeth daily. Now here's an honest to goodness true story based loosely on fake events. The year was 19 Ricky Ticky Tabby. And me and Nelson Mandela were palling around South Africa Green Book style. We have one elephant between us, and who do we run into but the Ebola monkey? And weird story longer, I wrestled that sucker to mercy. Beep, bop, bip. That's how I convinced Mandela that Whitey was okay. Hey. There you go. See, Whitey's okay. Anyway, he, he, it's so crazy. The impression's not that great, but he, he, he nailed uh, Biden's speaking style. Uh, I forgot this guy's name, but this is back in May. It was it was two days after the Uvalde, uh, Texas massacre. And uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC, they had some blogger, influencer, bikini uh, advisor, something. Caught, uh, uh, missed the guy's name. I don't know why they had him on. Um, 
but so so this is remember so this is sort of right after Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned by the Supreme Court. The Buffalo grocery shooting happens. Then Uvalde, Texas happens. They have this guy on uh, to get right to the root of why Republicans hate children. Yeah, I was listening to the footage you were showing of Republican senators talking about the sacred right to kill varmint and feral pigs. And then Matthew McConaughey telling the stories of those beautiful children whose photos we were just looking at. And it occurred to me that for much of the extreme political right in this country, children are varmint. And I want to say that very clearly. Children are varmint for a lot of the extreme right. And what I mean by that is if children are still in the womb, they enjoy the full faith and protection of the extreme right in this country. Anything should be done to protect them. But once children leave that womb, they are on their own in America in 2020. Because they're varmints. So they're they're. I, I just I I don't I realized I didn't catch him when he first said it. What is I I, I get to say the the plural of varmint is varmints. So I I would just put a fine point on that and remind the guy that uh, that we think that children are varmints. Uh, my my child's a varmint. But anyway, that that I, the reason I played that 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 morning was. What they do is in the 3 a.m. hour, they do it live. Then they replay it in the 5 a.m. 5 hour. They edited that guy out for the 5 a.m. hour. They they took him out. Um, and th- that is why, because I was sitting here with producer Greg, and I said, wait, you got to see this guy who comes on. He, so anyway, they do the 5 a.m. hour. They cut him out. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. Did I hear that? Was it as outrageous as I thought? And it was so much so that MSNBC said, yeah, there's more people waking up on the West Coast. Let's go ahead and edit that out. Um, so how would you like? Oh, by the way, we'll do a, a check. Uh, check your text early past here at 800-465-8770. Um, so in Marysville, a federal drug raid yesterday. And uh, Homeland Security, DEA, uh, there's a really beefy armored car uh, called a Bearcat. And I'm not sure what this one was, but I thought it was a Bearcat. But anyway, painted dark olive, flat olive drab. Um, They're doing a fentanyl raid in a suburban neighborhood in Marysville. And this is a, a, a couple that have been there since 2018. And... This should shock the H-E double heck, uh, the H-E double hockey sticks uh, out of you, which is uh, it spells hell. Um, this should stun you. This this story from from Coma Four last night about this drug raid and and how easy it was for a pill mill, a fentanyl pill mill, to be right next door to people who didn't even know it for four years. Uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. here with producer Brady and what's the secret to long long what are they called super dodgers there there are people and I, I forgot producer Brady you have or have not had the vid that you know of 
I have not, to my knowledge. So you would you would be a super dodger. Um, have you ever, have you ever had a strikeout? Uh, this this is uh, MSN News or Yahoo News, uh, and they're talking to different people who who've never had it and, and test negative for the antibodies. Though though there's many people that had it and and just it had a like sniffle, a strikeout. So we have Luke Martin. He's a 30 year old film producer. Um, from his apartment in, in Brooklyn, he's he's never had the COVID. Um, he says, quote, I've always been doing strikeouts, and I don't think that anyone else is doing them as much as I am, close quote. Isn't that great? So, so what's the strikeout is what you're saying. Quote, that's when you take a hit of weed, hold it in while you rip a shot, and then chug a beer before exhaling, close quote. God I had to complete that sentence off air. Um, uh, I talk about flashbacks. That's like my brother's room growing up. <laughs> um, but uh, so anyway, and then and guess what? Everyone has a different. Everyone does a different answer. One one person does karaoke. Forty year old mother of two. Uh, I lives outside Boston. Uh, says that it's taking up yoga. Ever since uh, sort of the lockdowns began in March of 2020, singing karaoke with one woman, then kissing another. That's, in fact, how uh, you can pass it on. Anyway, it's it's a bit bizarre. And 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 then uh, in an unrelated complete mystery, um, America's first polio case in almost a decade yields the knowledge that the person who tested positive for polio hasn't been vaccinated. So that happened, but uh, so so anyway, I I I would say, um, in in the in the case of a pandemic in the future, right? I I I would recommend early on, you know, in nineteen eighteen we didn't have a way uh, because of war wartime censorship and 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 lack of diagnostics. Until you showed symptoms, we didn't have a way of knowing. Well, what's the baseline? Where where are we right now? Uh, with infection and uh, asymptomatic and all that. It, it went through the West Coast, Seattle, Portland, L.A., San Francisco, in that, in that order. And, and it was really hard to exchange information. And, and in fact, in many ways, the, the infectious disease center or whatever became the centers for disease control after that pandemic. Because we did have means of, you, you know, you could, you could telephone uh, San Francisco, you can telephone Portland and all that, but but we didn't do it. I would say, but you know, we had the means in in, in twenty twenty to just ask people who wanted to help, uh, uh, just do a random one thousand per hundred thousand. Say just you know we want to get a baseline of who's infected and who's not because it's going to affect uh, declarations that may affect the economy and all that. Instead, it was not lockdown and and. You know, will we be validated in the future? Well, like, like you say, there's a lot of people who 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 had it and, walk, and are walking around with it. The, the The current variant is is very contagious, but it's not deadly. Um, it, the hospitals are full because it's like a throttle. They 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 staff according to the demand, and and if you can't uh, have people discharge because Medicare is behind the, the eight ball. They're sitting there, you know, fully recovered, not hospital bedworthy, but the hospital can't discharge them. 
That's the issue. So is masking going to make a difference? Uh, the, the actual medical professionals are saying, yeah, CDC needs to change the criteria on this one. And then the, the director of public health for, for America's largest county um, is about to impose another mask mandate after she was videoed at the All-Star Game in Dodger Stadium with maskless. And then she was videoed walking up to Dodger Stadium without her mask. And she's the least healthy looking person on the on the West Coast. Anyway, uh, check your text. Uh, did a, uh, uh, and yes, 206 area code, along with your other know-it-all boo-boos, it seems you confused. Yeah, we corrected. The Diane Feinstein had a Chinese spy as a personal driver in San Francisco, not Nancy Pelosi. We, we self-corrected on that one. Uh, when Red Hook was in Woodenville, they had a, this is from 360 uh, area code. Uh, oh, it's from, I'm not going to read that's from yesterday. Uh, and then, so this is Edmund's troll with a new phone. Edmund Stroll says, not much coverage of this story. Enjoy your vacation suits. So here's the story. And this is this was released two days ago uh, by reporter Frankie, Frankie Stokes of the Frontline News. Unless this is faked, um, uh, uh, then, then uh, this is odd. But it's a ring doorbell. This is what the story is. ATF agents visit private citizens without warrants and demand to see guns. Uh, a video circulating social media shows alcohol, tobacco, and firearms agents showing up at the home of a private Delaware resident demanding to see the firearms he purchased. The two agents who were accompanied by a state trooper confirmed that the man did nothing wrong, all were wearing tactical gear, none had a warrant. Um, and so this this is the 58 seconds of the Ring Doorbell video. Are there's there's one agent at the door, um, and he's he has uh, paperwork, and uh, and this is how this yeah. is how the interaction. Okay, that's all, I'm, all I'm doing is verifying that look, verifying that you have it. You got two different purchases. Okay. If you have them, I'm out of here. That's how quick it is. Yeah. Do you have them with you by any chance? Are they? If you, can, if you can unload them and bring them out, or you can go out to your foyer here, check them out by number, share number, and we're out of here. Okay. Yep. So the idea is when you purchase more than two guns at a time, it generates a, a multiple sale report. And he comes to us and we have to check them out. Okay. That's, that's all that is. He did nothing wrong. Did absolutely zero. Uh, I noticed that you were stopped in Philly, though, right, with one of your guns? So I, I don't know how it resolved itself, but I, I'm curious what happens at that point if you say, mm, no, get a warrant, which is your right as a citizen. Um, and, uh, unless they have probable cause that you did a straw purchase. And the straw purchase, by the way, is a big, big deal in Arizona and New Mexico and states that border Mexico, um, the Republic of Mexico. And it's where you buy guns with the intention of selling them illegally to someone with no right to own the gun. That's a pretty big felony. And, and when you are convicted of that, if they can convict you, um, you'll never be able to, to possess a gun legally uh, again. Most straw purchasers say, oh, uh, uh, I had a break-in, and they took 79 
uh, you know, AR-15s and uh, uh, 322 uh, Glock 17s and then two Glock 19s. And that, that's what they do. It's not illegal to own that many guns. You know, it's, it is your right, in fact. But that's what straw purchasers uh, do. Now, now, at that point, you know, it's on them to prove that that was, in fact, a straw purchase. Now, if, if as you recall, during the Obama administration, they were doing, they were, they were feeding guns uh, to to Mexico themselves. So these guys, they're saying, they're saying more. They said more than two in two guns. When you buy more than two guns at at the same time, it generates that that report. Well, at at that point, <clears throat> I mean, I I understand the soft knock, and hey, I've you know report here. It's a you know government document. You just bought two weapons. I mean, my question would be, uh, okay, why the tactical gear? Why not a warrant? You know, how about if I bring them to your office or something like that? That would be me. But uh, anyway, it's a a weird deal. I I understand the battle against straw purchasers. But um, I also understand that this is a legal product that was legally purchased and the ATF is knocking on their door. And and he says, show me the guns and I'm out of here. Well, then that begs the question. I don't show you the guns, so, and then what? <laughs> and so, uh, anyway, uh, back in second, AM 770 KTTH. Uh, yeah, um, <clears throat> polio case. And then, uh, by the way, uh, the Ukraine says we're not signing any deal with Russia. We're signing a deal with the UN. Uh, so we'll uh, get to that here in just a second. AM 770, an update out of the the quiet war on the back burner. AM 770 KTTH. Let's get you to work with our right-way traffic. It's here. For the record, uh, we know it's pronounced Camp Lejeune and that it's Marine Corps. So anyway, um, well, uh, it looks like the food crisis is going to be averted for some. Uh, right about now, apparently in um, in Istanbul, <clears throat> the uh, r- r- relevant authorities for Ukraine are sitting down and, and uh, uh, this this is part of the delicate negotiations I guess we'll say um, and this is why uh, President Erdogan whose drones are busy killing uh, Russian soldiers by by the uh, raft by the by the pallet uh, sat down with his old buddy Vladimir Putin um, to negotiate on behalf of Ukraine for a deal because uh, the, the Russian Navy has bottled up Odessa, the, the last port facility um, that the Ukrainians can export their, their wheat from in, in large quantities. Uh, it's a deep water port. It's there in the it's sort of at the 11 o'clock position of the Black Sea. And not only have the Russians mined it so badly that like literally swimmers, there, there's there's surveillance video of some guy swimming off Odessa and and hitting a mine and the, the results aren't pretty um but so the the Russians from the beginning have been choking off wheat exports um and and so the deal is the Ukrainians and the Russians uh, through a deal brokered through Turkey are signing a an agreement with U.N. Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. 
uh, today. The <clears throat> the uh, world shortage of Ukrainian grain since Russia's 24 February invasion has left millions at risk of hun- hunger. And and the thing is, though, the, the, in the rhythm of this, uh, this is the grain that was sitting in the elevators from the 2021 harvest. And then the ships line up in January, February, March, April, May to come get the wheat. And then they, they, they bring it to Nigeria or they bring it to uh, Brazil. Uh, they bring it to Spain, you know, what whatever. But this is supposed to have happened uh, back in February, except for that little part where there was an invasion and a blockade of the ports. <clears throat> so, so you lose all of March, all of April, all of May, all of June. All of July, just write July off. So you're five months behind the eight ball on this one. Um, and y- y- you know, you know the pasta, for instance, that you might buy today. It, it was made months ago. It-, it was made months and months ago. And the the wheat, which probably came from the United States, from whatever Nebraska or Kansas, whoever grows wheat, or what am I saying, Eastern Washington, the uh, the most productive wheat uh, farms on earth in Eastern Washington. Um, it, it, it was harvested months and months and months ago, and then it was transported somewhere, and then it went to a factory, and it either comes back as your Roman meal or your Wonder Bread, you know, or whatever. How, how many of you actually buy big bags of flour? You know, I, I, I get it if you're saying, oh, me, no, okay, great. But nine out of 10, you don't have a lot of flour sitting around, um, so this is this might be too little too late. If if 50 bulk carriers of uh, of wheat leave Odessa today, they're going to have to get to uh, southern Africa and all that. They, they, you know, they're not hydroplanes. They the tyranny of physics are, are going to prevent that. So it's it's really not it's almost academic that there's going to be hunger or people are going to have to find more localized food sources, which is part of the problem with our urbanized population. This is, you know, if you're if you've been listening for a couple months, you remember back in March that a somebody in in the industry here in the state of Washington alerted me to something that was fairly significant, and it was that. The Egyptian government saw what was happening. They get their wheat from Ukraine, which is, it's like a five-day sale from Odessa through the uh, the Dardanelles and the Bosporus into the Mediterranean to Port Alexandria. And then Bob's your uncle. There you go. There's their wheat. Yay, food. Food is neat. And so uh, that way, 90 million Egyptians don't starve and stuff because Egypt is one of those countries, like Iran, that subsidize wheat, um, cooking oil, things like that. Well, this is stuff they were getting from Ukraine. Uh, And so the Egyptians in March said, we're not going to F around. We're not going to hope in one hand and hope in the other and see which one fills up faster for the first time in their history. And remember, we're talking about 8,000 years of history. Um, the Egyptians came to the west coast of the United States and they said, who's got wheat? We got we got blank checks. So they go to Port of Kalama. You know, you drive through it on your on your way to murder town, Portland, uh, Port of Vancouver, Port of Portland. And they bought 65 at, in the first tranche. They bought 65,000 metric tons of wheat. Off it goes. And they did this back in March because it takes that long to get to Egypt by June from the west coast of the United States. 
Then they bought another tranche uh, of wheat. And right around the uh, mid-May was when Indonesia and Pakistan, and, and I, that's, don't worry, folks, that's only 600 million people. That's what Indonesia and Pakistan said, eh, I'm feeling a bit hungry in November. We better lean forward and, and look for some wheat. And uh, it's been bought up. It's it, by by the people who wrote their history down for eight thousand years and and others. So <clears throat> this may be too little, too late for for the Ukrainians. It, it, all they care about is that it gets on boats and it gets out of there, because they're about to start harvesting in late August and September the wheat that's growing right now, what they can grow. Um, and so it it and it's interesting because you're starting to see more and more stories about either Bill Gates or the Chinese are buying farmland in the United States. Well, the the Chinese, to remind you, own about 11% of Ukraine, and they don't own the forests and the mountains. They own wheat farmland, and they lease it back to the farm air. And the Chinese very quietly are are saying to the Russians, uh, listen, we don't give a flying rat's rectum about the outcome. We just want our wheat. We we bought that farmland for a reason. And so <clears throat> that that's one of the biggest pressures that the Chinese will get their wheat one way or another. Uh, but will the rest of the world? Um, are you part of the golden billion? Uh, all right. When uh, when we come back in, uh, next hour. Yeah. A uh, early morning raid in Marysville reveals a surprising neighbor. The McFentanyls were next door to everybody, and no one uh, no one knew about it. Old uh, or old Snorty McFentanyl and his uh, lovely wife were there. We'll be back right after this. AM seven seventy KTTH. Brian Suits here on a Getaway Friday. Smelling the barn Friday. Let's get you to work with our right way traffic.